wonder how many people know what it's like to follow God with all their heart and what it meant when Jesus said, Foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. After a season of ministry on the road, when we came home to the Iron Range, no one had a clue what we had just been through. No one appreciated just how much we had bit off, how much we lost and yet went forward with faith. We had been deeply humiliated, opposed, criticized, and betrayed by those who in no way lived the message they confessed to. That story is the backdrop for understanding the price that America is going to have to pay for a revival. We're going to get down to some real brass tacks this week on Life Journeys as we talk about the call of faith and what it really looks like. It's not what people think when they talk about what we can receive by faith. Faith is about what we can give and how God can be glorified on our own pathway. I want you to imagine with me what kind of a journey a person would need to go on to look at and listen to the one person that rubs you wrong the most in this political battle that we face today in America and then be more moved with love and compassion for that person than with indignation. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing where he was going. That's Hebrews 11, verse number 8. This describes us when we left Minnesota. It was in some ways a very frightening journey. In Kansas City, for example, after the first night next to our railroad yard, the police came and told us we shouldn't stay there. It was too dangerous. From there, we didn't know if we were going to Los Angeles or Texas, nor did we know how long we'd be wherever we ended up. Neither did Abraham know where he was going. He was just following God, and the fact that he was willing to go was the biggest part of his journey. As it turned out, he didn't receive the promise, yet that wasn't a defeat at all. In fact, it was his victory. Far beyond measuring the promise by how he thought it should end up, his life determination, purpose, and success was measured simply by the fact that he believed and obeyed God. Anyone who said, you obviously made a mistake because you didn't get what was promised to you, they didn't know anything about his life journey. The sojourning by faith was the whole point. That was the success in life. That is the only place that a person's direction is validated. Abraham didn't receive the land of promise. When we came off the road after a couple of years of tent ministry in South Texas, we had lost all we had. The difficult times my family faced are things that I've never talked about with anyone, including our own team members. One of my biggest heartaches in following the Lord, especially out into our time on the road, was having misplaced hopes, qualified by the opinions of myself and others instead of by God. When we let the human expectations of faith rule our countenance, we'll usually lose out on something. When God said to me, Nothing has to be the way you think it has to be. 
don't have any expectations of your own. It had a greater reach and depth to it than I realized. An example is the indictment of American Christianity today by a revivalist who said, The problem with religion is that people today are too concerned with filling up the church with people instead of filling up the people with God. We're using the wrong measuring sticks, and it's causing far too much heartache. The great joy of faith is in the intangibles, it seems. We want what we can see and hear and touch, and we want what we can show others about what we've accumulated instead of by what we have become and given. When we're navigating through a devastating time, we can handle it much better if we understand the purpose. Now, we can either look for positive purposes or negative purposes. Usually we gravitate towards the negative. What did I do wrong to bring this about? Am I being punished? Listen, God doesn't punish us in this age of grace for our sins. Christ took our punishment on the cross, but he will chasten us to bring about our freedom. You see, freedom from the addiction of sin includes God's discipline. Our fundamental freedom as people doesn't come from the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution was written to bring us freedom from excessive government. The cross was given to bring us freedom from our sins. Negative purposes in hard times may be for our discipline as the natural consequences of our disobedience. However, there are also positive purposes for our difficulties which work to bring us to a greater place of character. Israel's hardships in the wilderness were there not because they were such failures, but to prepare them to be conquerors. We can look at extreme hardships with bitterness or for the positive gains that were made. When Jacob was sent to his uncle Laban for many years, he could have also dwelt on all of the injustice that his uncle put him through. But God allowed it, and instead of dwelling on the negative, it's amazing to see what resulted from this. In all of his struggles, he was birthing the sons of the twelve tribes of Israel, through his suffering, he was creating a nation. In fact, the most significant nation in the history of mankind. Will we dwell on the negative circumstances and the possible wrongs that we have done to bring us there? Or will we focus on God's plan to refine us like gold and prepare us for a very valuable life currency that he can use to change the world? When the heat's turned up in the refiner's fire and the impurities come to the top, it's not so that we or others can point out the obvious flaws. No one benefits from the gift of Captain Obvious. The purpose is to make us like fine gold. We tend to listen to the devil tell us how unworthy we are when those impurities come to the surface, when in reality all of this is working to make us very, very valuable. Its purpose is not to reduce us to the place of insignificance and worthless self-esteem. Someone who blames themselves or others for what they have suffered may easily become those who criticize you when you fail. And I think we need to take care in 2020 how much we are blaming and criticizing the politicians and others of whom we don't care for. If our trials have not yet reduced us to being able to love the Bidens, the Trumps, 
and the Pelosi's in our nation, I fear that we are not yet done with our own trials and are not yet ready for the revival that we're praying for. Don't waste your hard times. Let God use them to help you buy gold refined in the fire. While others are revealing the corruption, let's commit ourselves to revealing the nation's only answer, the love of God.